Let, let me have Thea read a, a line, a quote from the book, as we do every single freaking time. And this is a Dracula quote, so I should say it like Dracula? Yeah, that's him. Welcome to my house. Go <laughs> safely and leave something of the happiness you bring. Come on, do a Dracula voice. It's seasonally appropriate. No, it's <laughs> offensive to Romanians. To Draculas? <laughs> no, it's not. They like it. No, he doesn't want to appropriate their culture. No, they like it. Okay, here we go. Here's the quote. One, two, three. <laughs> This is Fire the Canon. This is the podcast where we read the books in the Western canon and decide if they belong or not. I'm your host, Jackie, and this time we will be reading Dracula by one Bram Stoker. And it was just her freaking birthday. And it was just, and who are you guys? Dracula! <laughs> no, I'm Theo. I'm the producer. You'd be Frankula, son of the Frank. Oh. Uh-huh. And I'm Rachel. Is that what Ula stands for? Yeah. Son of? No, that's not what it yes. is. Yes, Dracula. Yes, it is son of the dragon. No, Dracula means devil. Come on. He's the son of the dragon. <laughs> no, it means devil in the Wilakian language. We'll talk about it later. Huh. Rachel's trying to start us off with misinformation right off the bat. Ooh. Well, Joshua's been out of the country for so damn long. We need someone else to take care of. <laughs> I'm Rachel, by the way. I'm the purveyor of misinformation, the one in the mushroom shirt that you'll never see. Never. If we have anything to say And about I'm the it. host of the podcast. One of them. One of two. So we're recording right now on Sunday night. It was my birthday on Friday. And so last night, Saturday, I made all my friends go to karaoke with me. All the friends that would like fit in the room because you you could only have 10 people, which is like, I don't know why they were being such sticklers about it. But anyway. Mm. Oh my gosh. Okay, Jackie, you are wrong, by the way. Dracul does mean dragon. Dracula does mean son of the dragon. No. Now talk about your birthday. <laughs> yes, it does. I'm not wrong. It means devil. I don't know what language no, you're No, it ta- 100%, it means son son of the dragon it's possible that one of their words for the devil is the son of the dragon oh it definitely means son of the dragon okay i mean every source that i found did not mention that at all it came from a very obscure book in a library that was found huh Huh? we're not i'm not ready to talk about that right now we can talk about it later talk about your party that's definitely what all my sources said talk about your party yeah well i don't know I, i don't usually do anything extravagant but i was like you know what I want to go to karaoke, and the only way I can get people to go to karaoke is to tell them it's my birthday. So I did it, and I told the truth. And we met at my house, so then there were a bunch of us, so we had to take two separate cars to get to the place, which is in downtown Cincinnati. And I'm not going to name it for a reason that will become clear in a moment. Oh, gosh. What did you do? Well, I didn't have any pockets, so I gave my card and my, my credit card and my ID to my friend. But the mistake we made was that she went in the other car and we arrived first Mm -hmm. and they were carting everybody outside of this place, this karaoke bar. You couldn't wait? Well, I just was like, we were already kind of late for our reservation. And like I said, they're sticklers. So you really got to get in there on time. Okay. And the reservation was under my name. So we pull up and I see they're carting everyone 
And I'm just like, uh, okay, well, I guess I just have to sit here and like wait for Carolyn to get here with my card. But so they like wave everyone else through and then they call me forward and they're like, okay, can I see your ID? And I was like, oh, I don't have it. It's in my friend's pocket. She'll, she'll be here in a minute. And mm-hmm. they're like, well, do you have a picture of it? Mm-hmm. And I was like, no, because showing a picture of an ID never is a thing that works. So why would I have a picture of my ID? I feel like that just says like, I'm preparing to be carded and I don't have a real ID. So I'm going to take a picture of it. <laughs> so I was like, uh, no, I don't, but I'm 31. So like, I'm hoping people at this point can just like, look at me and tell. And I feel like since they asked if I had a picture of it, they don't really care that much. So I was like, why don't you just like give me some 90s trivia? And so the (laughs) bouncer at this bar was like, well, what do you think about Amanda Bynes? And I was like, she was terribly mistreated. First of all, she didn't have any treatment for her clear bipolar disorder. And she was a child star who was forced into way too much. And she was like, just go inside. And he was like, you're 50. (laughs) I would have failed that test. Well, you need to say, give me some trivia from the 1700s classical music scene. (laughs) (laughs) I'm the 300 year old man. So I got I got into this bar because I I just like told them I was 31 and then answered a question about Amanda Bynes, which was pretty good. I don't feel like I'm going to name them for that reason because did it was anyone else allowed to come in? Well, everybody else had their ID. <laughs> oh, birthday girl getting left out. I see. Okay, Get left out. So I found it. Didn't have a card. Couldn't buy any drinks. Everybody else had to buy things for me. Oops. Clever. Then <laughs> we finally get in the room. My friends show up like minutes later, <laughs> and you know we're doing our thing and we're we're singing. I my voice is like already gone by like the very first song because I just tend to scream a lot. But um, at one point I was like looking out. And so they have this like hallway of karaoke rooms mm-hmm. and there was a little window in our door. And I looked through the window and I saw across the hall the other door. And I looked through that window and that girl in there was looking back at me. At moi. At me. <laughs> I don't know why I said moi. Are you looking at moi? I love it. That's the best part of the story. <laughs> that, I, my mouth just didn't make the right sound. I know you guys love it when I mispronounce things. But um, so I look through and I'm like, oh, blah. and so we just kind of look back and forth at each other. And then like we wave at each other. And then she starts waving like, hey, come on, come in, come in, come in. So I just left my room and I was like, yeah, why not? So I go in this other room with this stranger. And she's the only one there. <laughs> well, so she was the only one there. And then there was like a guy in the corner who I assumed was like her boyfriend. So there were two people there. Yeah, but he wasn't singing or participating. He was filming her and she was like singing. And it was Amanda Bynes. (laughs) And it was Amanda Bynes. Yeah. This is how it all ties together. I go in there. I'm just going to be honest. I was not sober. This is the whole reason I went in there with a stranger in the first place. But we were just like best friends instantly. We put our arms around each other and I don't even remember what song was playing, but I just jumped right into it and we sang this song together. And at one point there's like a break in the verses and I just said, what's your name? And she said, Lovely. So me and Lovely are just like doing this song together. And this guy, for some reason, is in the corner, like filming with his phone. And then an employee (laughs) of the bar comes up and opens the door and says, what are you guys doing in here? This room is booked. Like, you have to get out of here. And I was like, Lovely, is this not your room? (laughs) And turns out she and this guy just like went in there and were like using it and weren't supposed to be. Way to throw her under the bus, Jackie. Yeah, Jackie. I didn't throw her (laughs) under the bus. Yeah, you did. In fact, she almost got us in trouble. How did I throw her under the bus? Well, you were in there too. Uh, by making it clear, she was the one. Yeah, you were in there she too. She knew I was like... in the other room already, that employee, because she's the one who put me in there. And she remembers everyone and everywhere she puts them? I mean, there's only like <laughs> eight rooms, so it's not that hard. <laughs> also, we'd already talked to her like multiple times by this point. So yeah, it's not that weird. Wow. 
That'd be a cool skill to have. Yeah. Remembering everyone and everywhere you put them. <laughs> <laughs> Remembering everyone and everywhere you put them. Mm-hmm. Also, we were different races, so it's like pretty clear we're different people. Oh, I thought you were going to say something like, like oh, so obviously oh we couldn't be friends or something. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, that's exactly what I think. Theo and I were about to be so mad. <laughs> but did you not feel any bit of creeped outedness when... Yeah, now I do. <laughs> no, I'm talking about when the guy is just filming the two of you singing. I just thought oh that's her boyfriend well because originally like he was i don't know well and then one of my other friends from my room joined me in there too so it was me and that girl and then lovely (laughs) which i have no idea if that's her real name sorry but if you guys were the same number as her group you were also the trespassers like it's not on her anymore if you start filling that room with your friends (laughs) i had no idea that that wasn't their room like i i don't even know how you would go in there and like have one of their ipads and choose a song if you hadn't been given their iPad. Like, did you ask though? Did you think to ask? No. Okay. <laughs> Here you go. What is that for you, Rachel? <laughs> I don't know. Rachel, for some reason, is really upset with me in this scenario. I'm on Lovely's side. <laughs> I'm on the side of law and order. So everyone's against you, Jackie. I was like, is this not your room? And they were like, oh no. So we got kicked out, and I go back into my room. And then, like, minutes later, the same employee comes into our room and is, like, just looking around. And we were like, can we help you? And she was like, yeah, there were these people who weren't supposed to be in this other room across the hall. And some of them were with you guys. So I'm just trying to, like, find if they're in here or not. And I was like, no. It was you, though. Oh, I said I was over there, but this is my room. Like, this is where I'm supposed to be. (laughs) What a tangled web you weave, Jackie. And then my friends were like, you shouldn't have said anything. You should have just pretended not to know. And I'm like, she can see me and she knows everybody and she remembers where she puts them, okay? (laughs) That's your superpower. She's perfect. (laughs) (laughs) I really wish I could remember what the song was because I was really impressed with me and my friend for, like, just jumping in literally in the middle of this song that a stranger picked and we just, like, finished it together. Getting jiggy with it? It wasn't getting jiggy with it. I did that in my own room. It could have been, though. It wasn't. could have been. I'm wondering what Lovely is thinking where she's like, I'm in this room. Someone else is probably going to come in imminently, but I'm going to invite this other person from that room over here. Yeah, like that would just draw more attention, right? (laughs) I don't know. I mean, if she had just come to the door of your room, would you have let her in there before you met her? No, because we were already at 11 people and we were only supposed to have 10. Mm. Well, just don't tell anyone. Well, they can see. They watch you on cameras. Is this the start of a rom-com? I kind of thought it was. You know, it did feel a little bit like a movie. Yeah. Cinematic. Yeah. It's too bad that Lovely was a criminal. Did you get her number? (laughs) I didn't. We hugged and we said, it's so nice to meet you. And then she fled. (laughs) (laughs) It's the scene of the movie with dancing and popular music that always feels so unrelatable to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you hate popular music? I don't hate it, but I don't know the music they normally play in movies. Except when it's like Born to be Wild. Oh, that's Theo's favorite song. Because it's so (laughs) relatable to you. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, so um, that's pretty good. But yeah, no, I did my getting jiggy with it. I did it real well. Everybody was like, I'm not lying. It sounds like I'm lying. Everybody was so impressed. Hmm. It's just like my key talent, kind of my core thing. It's like Spyro and getting jiggy with it. I don't know if I would have 10 friends to invite to a karaoke. Uh, Me and Jackie, Mimosa Mike. You obviously do. No, I mean in in the town in which I live. Well, I've gone on a friend-making spree on purpose this year, so. Also, some of them, like, brought their boyfriends and stuff. Oh, they're all filming you? One of them, and we can take this out of the podcast, but one of them brought uh, a guy that she barely knew, who she'd only met one other time, and he lightly sexually assaulted me at one point by grabbing my ass while he had his hand behind her. (laughs) 
like around her and then he like huh hmm. and i was like mm, skeezy very bad wasn't a fan of that did you say something like get this cody out of here his name was John, and he was, like, from some other country. I don't know where. I asked him if he was Italian. Oh, gosh. I just think every time a friend brings a man over and then that man hits on you, there being a Cody. Did he even <laughs> hit on me, though? He didn't really hit on me. He kind of just grabbed. A butt grab? No. <sighs> I decided not to say anything about it. You got to tell that girl she needs to find a better man. Yeah, I, I decided not to say anything about it because they're not going to date. It's just a fling, and I didn't want her to feel bad. Not her fault. He's a skis. Yeah, but I wouldn't want to continue having a fling with a skis. Despite how funny those words are together. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, as I was saying it, I was kind of like, maybe I do. Fling with the skis. <laughs> it's like uh, instead of hot girl summer, skis fling summer. <laughs> skis fling. Now we've got to leave it in. <laughs> skis fling for summer. <laughs> okay, that's a key for Skis fling sounds terrible. <laughs> But fling with the skis sounds good. It's like kiss from a rose. <laughs> yeah. See, we have to leave it in because that could be a great episode title. Dracula, fling with the skis. <laughs> <laughs> How about instead of putting in my actual story, let's just say that there was a guy at this event who did something that he should not have done. And uh, it's a secret. <laughs> and, it, and Rachel determined it was skeezy. Therefore. Well, I didn't need Rachel to tell me it was skeezy. I knew it was skeezy. <laughs> but I said the word, you know, that's where it came from. How am I going to edit that? <laughs> <laughs> Leave it in somehow. <laughs> Figure something out. Theo. I'm being totally serious about this. You ever like, yes, technically that was sexual assault. But do you ever have one happen to you where you're just like, all right. That, I'm going to give you that one. Like, I'm not going <laughs> to give you that one, but I'm just like, he literally had his arm around his girl that he was there with. And then he did it on purpose and then didn't even try to hide it. Because when I looked back and I thought, why did my female friend just grab my ass? Because I was sitting next to her. I looked and he had he was looking right at me and gave me this little like smirky wink or something. He was like, thought I would like that. Like, that's a little birthday gift for you. Yeah, like he didn't even try to hide it. And I was just like, okay. And I just pretended it didn't happen. Was he Italian? No, here's the thing. So I said- He has no excuse then. Well, I honestly thought, well, I think I asked him this before he did that because <laughs> I didn't speak to him after that but I could tell he was like European or maybe South American or something and he had an accent and we at some point I think we were talking about Italian something and I just said oh are you Italian and he said no but I do grab butts like one <laughs> literally I I forgave it much more readily because I was like that that's just what he does. Like, if this was an American guy, I would have been a lot more mad. Whatever country he's from, you're allowed to do that. That's what you said to yourself. I'm not saying you're probably allowed to do that, but I do bet Italy, Brazil. Yeah, France. they probably just do stuff like that all the time. France, Spain. The yeah. skis ball countries. Sorry, yeah. but they are. Sorry. Sorry, guys. <laughs> Sorry to our listeners from those lands. Am I wrong? Am I wrong? French Canada. Huh. Um, yeah. Y'all know what you did. Yeah, <laughs> you know what you did. When I, when I went to Montreal, I spoke with a Canadian woman and I was like walking. She said something like, oh, you know, be careful when you walk alone at night. Like, be careful of those guys in the neighborhood. They might try to talk to you or whatever. And I was like, come on, they're Canadian. And she goes, they're French Canadian. <laughs> yeah, there's something in their blood that just says, like, what's a little light sexual assault between new friends? It says, ha, ha, ha. Yeah. And then, yeah. All right, we can leave that in. That ended up being pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> I love how you just said, like, okay, I'll give you that one. <laughs> <laughs> one for you, one for me. <laughs> 
He looks so proud. Like, yeah. <laughs> Happy birthday. What do you think? <laughs> Pretty good butt grab against your will, right? <laughs> he also, like, didn't sing at all. He, like, never did anything. <laughs> Why did he even want to be there? Because he's a skis. Maybe he didn't know what karaoke was. <laughs> I, he thought it was, like, just grabbing butts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, that's the other thing is that I had turned the lights off in the room when we got in there because <clears throat> it was, like, too bright. This employee, I wish I knew her name because she comes back 50 million times in this story. She came in and she said, hey, like, you can dim the lights, but you can't turn it off. Because you'll have sex. Yeah, that's what she said. She was like, because people turn the lights off and do stuff in here. And I was like, <laughs> well, there's 10 of us or 11 of us with the skis. And we're definitely that's not. A lot of stuff. I said, that's not the vibe that we're going to have. But OK, I'll turn the lights on. <laughs> is, is it a Korean karaoke place? Japanese. Oh, hmm. <laughs> Yeah, it's model. It's called, well, oh, now I can't tell you. Yeah, don't tell us. Because <laughs> they didn't check my ID and I got in by answering Amanda Bynes trivia. <laughs> Should I be insulted? Why? By the skis, by the employee, by Lovely, by me and Theo. No, no, by... <laughs> yeah, everybody wronged me this night. <laughs> I had a great time, but um, I did tell Theo, like, yeah, my voice is extremely sore and I'm covered in random bruises um, because I did fall down a couple of times, but it was because the floor was wet. Oh, what? I, yeah, I slipped and fell. For some reason, I thought your next word instead of random bruises, my subconscious was like, she's going to say leeches. So I'm glad that you didn't. Yeah, I don't know what happened last night. I'm covered in leeches and I just thought, all right, well. <laughs> one for you, one for me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Give me that one. Let me, let, I don't want to bother them. Let me tell you one thing that I think yeah. is kind of funny. I took some Germans to my parents' house and we were there for the week a couple weeks ago. And there was this bottle of lotion in the Whoa. bathroom. Okay, hmm? who, are these, who are the Germans? People don't need to know, but I guess I can tell them. It just sounds weird to say you brought a group of Germans. You've already mentioned Romea multiple times. Okay, Romea and her husband, the they went to the beach yeah. with us. So my mom had a bottle of lotion in the bathroom, and I thought that it was called Friendless Chicken, but it was called Endless Endless weekend. Oh my gosh. So it's like, you know, you can get like cage free chicken, uh, free range, whatever. You can get like friendless. Yeah. <laughs> These ones are in cages and they had no friends. It's the worst kind. <laughs> yeah. Um, I was going to ask if you had like a migraine aura or something. Cause one time I did lose the ability to read when I had a migraine. Oh, really? Yeah. No, I. I was just tired. Like, I saw the letters, but to me, they looked like they were, like, Russian letters or something. Like, they just didn't mean anything to me. Was that at the stop sign where you hit the guy? <laughs> yeah. I thought it said, go, go, go. <laughs> hit him. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just remember staring at this magazine for, like, ages because it was on the, f well, it was where I was. And um, mm. it said surf, like, surf magazine or something. Oh. And I was just staring at it. And I was like, what is that? Like, what could that be? Wow. Snurf? It, I No, not even that. Like, I could not understand the letters at all. It was just gone for me. Hmm. Thankfully, I didn't notice until later. I came in the bathroom and I was like, oh, it says surf. The, a normal word. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Let me tell you something. So we already had a disagreement about the, the meaning of the word Dracula. And? You are correct that Dra – no, we, we were talking about two different things, which is what I was trying to say. Vlad the Impaler, who was called Dracul – in the Romanian language, that does mean son of the dragon. However, this character in Bram Stoker's novel was named based on the Wallachian word Dracula, meaning devil. No, he's, it has nothing to no, do with Vlad the he Impaler. He is supposed to be Vlad the Impaler. He talks about his ancestors. He lives in the castle that Vlad the Impaler lived in. He's Vlad. That's not where the word came from. Sorry. Jackie. 
Rachel, <laughs> the character's original name I was going to get into, but I'll just have to tell you later, but you've got to believe okay, me because okay. I know I'm right okay, about this. Okay, I'll believe you. <laughs> <laughs> the character's original name was not Dracula. Okay. Wait, so we didn't call him Dracula when until the book? No, his name, Vlad the Impaler, was called Dracula. Yeah. Because his dad was Dracul. <laughs> Wallachian and Romanian are different languages. Okay, so he he was called Dracula during his lifetime because he was the son of a dragon. Because his dad was named Vlad Dracul, which is Vlad the dragon. Mm-hmm. Whereas Bram Stoker, he was like, independently, I'm going to choose to name this character Dracula, who's based on Vlad the Impaler, <laughs> but it's a different word. But I'm calling him the same thing for a different reason. <laughs> and someone's like, why does he have that nickname? And he's like, oh, I didn't know he had that nickname. I just made it up. <laughs> I didn't know he had that nickname. I don't think he would have said he didn't know it, but he found the word in a book in the library in um, the town of Whitby, England while he was visiting. Mm. I can explain the whole thing if you want, but he noticed that it means... Yeah, explain it. Well, we don't have time. (laughs) Well, you already started. (laughs) We spent 30 freaking minutes talking about karaoke. I know. About your karaoke party. (laughs) Well, because that was the fun part. Like, this isn't fun. This is just Rachel refusing to believe me for some reason. (laughs) Well, at this point, it's kind of... We have to talk about it now. Okay, explain. It's a confusing Um, situation situation you have to admit yeah sure it is okay (laughs) i just feel like if you look up anything about where bram stoker got this name from it does not say that's where he got it from not from the guy okay yeah wallachian or however you say that and romanian are probably related languages but and and dragon and devil are related concepts so i mean they probably meant something similar but the whole idea is so originally the character's name was Count Wampir. Oh, Wampir. Man. And he always said, I'm going to womp you. <laughs> that was his catchphrase. Womp. Womp. I got your womps right here. A womp for you, a womp for me. But a whole can of womp ass. <laughs> so he was originally called Count Wampir, which was like way too on the nose. And also the name of the actual book used to be called The Undead. Okay. And his editor at the last second changed changed it from well he cha- I think he changed the name Count Wampir to Count Dracula because he saw this thing and he was like oh it means devil I want it to mean that because he's like basically a satanic figure mm-hmm. so okay. he named him that and then the editor changed the name of the story from the undead to Dracula. Did he know he was going to do that? Yes. And then after that, he decided to make him Vlad the Impaler? Yeah, after that, he rewrote history and made Vlad the Impaler Dracula too. No, that's not what Theo meant. Oh, was that a serious question? Theo? Yeah, it was. Oh, I thought he was joking. No. Yeah. He was serious, but he meant it differently from what you thought. He was based on Vlad the Impaler the whole time. He just, maybe they didn't call him that in the 1700s, 1800s. <laughs> okay, audience. Take from that what you will. I don't know why this is so hard for you to believe. <laughs> well, it's, no, I mean, it's not, it's just very confusing. <laughs> it's very roundabout. <laughs> I mean, it, it could have been that he saw that he was named Dracula or Dracula and he didn't decide to name him that until he saw this other thing. Oh, uh, okay. Okay. Like he wanted it to have that meaning. So that's why he called it that. It's not that weird. So the real guy. Okay, let me let me see if I've got this straight. The real guy's name was Dracula and it meant son of the dragon. Yeah. Since he died, Dracula had come to also mean devil in Romanian. When Bram Stoker wrote his book, he was like, Dracula means devil. That's a good name for my guy who happens to be based on Vlad the Impaler. Mm-hmm. Oh, wait a second. Vlad's nickname is also Dracula? Well, that's great because I want Dracula to mean devil. And then he just didn't. Well, what, if you Google <laughs> Dracula word origin, the first thing that pops up is 
Dracul comes from the Romanian drac, meaning dragon or devil. Like, it's the same thing. Right, because Draco, Latin, dragon. Right. And it's a romance language. Yep. Cool. I, I, I can't tell you anything different. Sorry, that's just facts. I'm working with pure history here. Okay. That's why he decided to name it that. Sue me. I'm not going to. <laughs> why would I sue Please you? Please sue me. <laughs> I mean, technically I could, but it, it would come to naught. That's why I want you to sue me. I want I want it to be a Pyrrhic victory. You want me to waste both of our money? No, not mine. It would waste your money too, girl. Uh-uh. Yeah. Yeah, it would, because I would represent myself. Not if Jackie's using her money for more ridiculous purposes normally. Oh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that might actually be like a better use of it. <laughs> good, good idea, Theo. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <sighs> well. Okay. Okay. Wasn't there a whole thing about Kim Kardashian and Kanye Kim Kardacula. when they named their kid Northwest? Didn't they then deny that it was supposed to be like Northwest? Like they just thought so. North was a cool name. Yeah. <laughs> That's what this feels like. Um, wait, what? Kim and Kanye did what? <laughs> they did. They pulled a Bram Stoker. Wasn't there a thing where after they named their kid Northwest, then they denied that it was supposed to be like the direction Northwest? North is a name. West is a name. We weren't intending. They never thought about them going together. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> but doesn't that feel like it's the same thing? Yeah. No, I really don't know why you guys are so shocked by this. Wow. Do you, I can't oh explain gosh. it again, but we're both shocked and there's a reason. <laughs> Patreon poll. He didn't poll. know that the name Dracula meant that. He probably saw the name and didn't know it had a meaning. Oh, okay. But, okay. but, but the, I'm just saying the name does have a meaning and it's based on a guy who had the name and that was the meaning of the name. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Okay. But I'm telling you the reason what why this novel has the name it does is oh, no. because of that. Okay, Jackie. All right. Let's move on. <laughs> We're both right. I don't know why this is okay. such a thing. Let's go into the book. Do you want to know about Bram Stoker? Oh, yeah. I forgot. Okay. Yeah. Tell us about a little bit about him. Okay. Well, I was not intending to go into all that much detail, but <laughs> the very basic information about him, I'll just give you a very brief outline because we're, we are going to do another um, author bio episode about him because there was just more than I thought that I would find. And some of it's pretty funny. So we're going to, we're going to give him what he deserves and give him a whole episode. Mm -hmm. But um, I'll just tell you right now, he was born in 1847 um, in the, the North side of Dublin in Ireland. He wrote Dracula and then he died. And in between... He was gay. He was gay. Yeah. What? Yeah, that's right. Yes. I thought I was going to have to really convince Rachel. And so I put a ton of evidence and I was like looking stuff up and I was like, here's <laughs> this, here's that. I went to all these other people's biographies and was looking through those. I didn't know I was going to have to convince you of the devil thing. I thought it was going to be the gay thing. But Oh, wow. She threw a curveball at you, Jackie. I really yeah, did. Yeah, she threw a curveball. <laughs> no, ever That look, little roughly clown. If you know anything about Bram Stoker, if you know anything about Dracula, you know he's a gay man and he wrote a homoerotic vampire book. I don't think most people know that. I know, but if you do, then you do. If you, if you, if do, you know it, then you know it. If you know, you know. Pusha T said that. Yeah. I Y K Y K. Parentheses. Anything about Bram Stoker's life or the novel Dracula? Close parentheses, comma. Then you know. Yeah. Parentheses that he was a gay man okay. and wrote a gay book. Close parentheses. I have to think about the acronym for that. That's a tough one. Yeah. Wow. I don't know. I don't feel like him being gay was like so important that I that I had to put it into his his life and death. You know, he he was born, he died. That's all that's important. There's some important gay stuff about him. We'll talk about that when we do a special episode. Mm. We sure will. Alrighty then. Um, and there are some things in the background of this about like why he wrote Dracula and and 
you know, how this ended up coming to be. Um, I will just say that it took him seven years to research and write because he was very, very, very meticulous. And as we go through the story, I'll kind of mention some of the things that like he went way out of his way to research some shit. Yeah, he never even went to Transylvania or any of these Eastern European countries he's writing about. But he did. Honestly, it would have been quicker for him to just go there (laughs) and live there for a few months than to like try to research from where he was. Mm. And he also didn't do that great of a job, by the way. <laughs> I'm not sure which parts you are talking about, but I'm talking about like he literally mapped out the train routes and he oh, yeah. like researched how long it would take a letter to get from this point to that point. And like all of that stuff is like accurate. Mm. I, I'm I think I'm more talking about the characterization of the people. Yeah. And but, their accents and <laughs> that sort of thing. <laughs> he was very good with the analytics or whatever. It's a mashup of so he he took the folklore and stories about vampires from 13 different countries. Ooh. So, I mean, he, I think he knew he was mashing them up and it wasn't like perfectly true to any one tradition, but. Oh, um, no, I'm talking about the way that he wrote a lot of the people. Mm-hmm. Let's say he wrote a cowboy character. And his name was. Quincy. Wampus Wampington. Yeah. <laughs> Wampus Wampy. But no, he like a lot of his dialectical choices were not accurate for the people and the time oh yeah and there's a really hilarious example of that so we are going to do the first nine chapters of the novel dracula by bram stoker stoker Stoker. we're stoked we're stoked on this book we're so stoked oh i forgot to say that bram is short for abraham so that's how we know it's pronounced bram (laughs) which even though brahm was short for abraham too (laughs) i know (laughs) so the way that the book is written we have to tell you it's all there's no uh narrator for the story it's all diary entries letters to other characters newspaper clippings blah 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 it's an epistolary novel whoa is that how you say that word epistolary epistolary thank you yes you're welcome so the way that it's written would have served to create a lot of suspense for readers at the time because you know if you have a person saying like let me tell you a story about the time I met Dracula. It all began blah, blah, blah. Then you know the character survived. <laughs> West Philadelphia, born and raised. <laughs> so you know the Fresh Prince survives because of how the intro song is. Yeah. Because they're letters written at the time of the events, you don't know, like, is this character going to survive? Will he live to write another letter? You have no idea. Right. Mm-hmm. Is there a frame narrative with someone reading these letters or it just it's just straight letters? No, it's just straight. I'm pretty through. sure it's just uh. oh, it just opens on uh, it just says chapter one, Jonathan Harker's journal. And it goes so fast right into the intro. Like, honestly, when I was maybe like a chapter or two into this, I was like, how is this book going to last 300 pages? Like mm. so much is happening so fast, but it, it does get just wilder and wilder. Did you guys know that there's a really, really popular substack called Dracula Daily? Because since everything is dated on a particular day, I think it goes from like May to November Mm-hmm. It, they email you things in real time. So you sign up and then starting on oh on like May 8th or, or May 3rd, you get the first bit of the journal. And then every day that something happens in the book, you get that information. So you read along in real time oh, and people on Tumblr were like going wild for Dracula Daily and just like talking about what Jonathan Harker's up to and stuff. Whoa, that's cool. Yeah. I might actually do that. I can't believe I didn't start this book in May. It would have been done by, well, I still wouldn't be done. <laughs> yeah. I, I did kind of mention 
mention it. <laughs> no, you've mentioned it. <laughs> but before. but I just wanted to talk about it. It's it's kind of like a book club and and people really love it. And I I wanted to do Dracula Daily, but I was like, I can't because I know we're gonna cover it on the podcast. So I had to hold off. Wow. Well, also you've read the book before, so it wouldn't be suspenseful. Well, I don't think it's suspenseful for a lot of them. Probably most people not most, but some people have at least seen the movie adaptations and would be aware of that. So they just like getting the story even though they know what's going to happen? It just kind of breaks it up into bite-sized pieces and you can be a little more immersed because you can kind of talk to people and be like, oh, what did you think about what Jonathan had for dinner last night? Sounds pretty good. Interesting. I feel like from now on, I, I'm going to do all my letters with like a, a little thing at the bottom. It's like, to see what happens next time <laughs> in Theo's life. <laughs> Will I survive to write my next letter? Tune in. <laughs> yeah, they could publish it like That's that. That's how we should end this episode. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah, let's do it. We're giving you the first nine chapters, but will you or I live to see the next nine? That remains to be seen. Ooh. Spooky. So what we find out is that Jonathan Harker is a, a fresh solicitor, meaning he's a particular type of attorney, a British attorney. And he, um, I mean, I can talk to you a little more about that, but it's not that important. So he's on his way to go visit Dracula because he wants to sell him a house. And that is true. Well, oh, okay. I, th I thought maybe we could tell the audience what a solicitor is because oh, I don't think okay. most people know. He, I will. He's not selling the house. He He's just like bringing the papers over to have him sign. Facilitating the sale of a house. Yeah. yeah. So a solicitor, yeah. so you have barristers and solicitors. Barristers are the ones who go to court and are like licensed to do that. And they wear the fake they wear the hair. Wigs. Yeah, it's, it's all very silly. But they think it's cool. And then solicitors are the ones who kind of like make the case almost. They would be the ones drawing up the paperwork and like handing the case to barristers and doing research, blah, blah, blah. So that's kind of the difference. They're both attorneys, but there's two different ones. And in the U.S., we don't have that distinction. Okay, cool. So he's a solicitor. He will not be going to court. He doesn't wear the wig. It's not as prestigious to be a solicitor as it is to be a barrister, which is absurd to me. Yeah. So he's keeping his really detailed journal because he has a fiance named Mina Murray, and he wants to like have these notes so that he can talk to her about his trip later on oh. in great detail. And it's very funny to me because he's like traveling around Eastern Europe, and he keeps eating things and being like, I had a dinner. It was really good. It was these things. I'm going to get the recipe and give it to Mina later. And then he'll be like, I had a tummy ache because of all the paprika, but it was yummy. And then the next night he's like, for dinner, I had more paprika. It was good again. <laughs> <laughs> so he just like keeps going around and eating this food and being like, "Ooh, my stomach hurts, but I'll have it again. It's yummy. Wow. I got to say, uh, Jonathan Harker is clearly a Midwesterner because <laughs> paprika is not spicy. <laughs> But he's just like, oh, no, it hurt me. He's an Englishman. <laughs> it says, uh, yeah, I didn't sleep well. There was a dog howling all night under my window, and that may have had something to do with it. Or it could have been the paprika. And he does this over and over again where he's like, well, there's an obvious reason why this might have happened. So that could have had something to do with it. Or it could have been this crazy thing. Yeah. Mm. Don't you think the dog howling all night might have kept you up a little more than <laughs> a bit of a mild pepper? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but he, he loves it. That's the thing I really liked about Jonathan in the early chapters is that he clearly is like having a really fun time and he wants to be pleased you know like every time he meets someone or eats something he wants to have a good time he's way too optimistic it's, and he's like dropping little foreshadowings of dracula mm, and doesn't realize it yeah i mean the foreshadowing was like i'm on my way to visit dracula <laughs> so that's kind 
kind of the main thing. Yeah. And then Dracula <laughs> writes him a letter and it says, my friend, oh. um, I'm looking forward to seeing you. Sleep well. Um, I'm going to come get you with my carriage or someone will come get you with my carriage and bring you to me. And uh, he signs it, your friend Dracula, which I thought was so cute. Wow. Didn't he say your friend D or something like that? Like at one point he signs a letter and he's like, love D. I mean, maybe in your version, but not mine. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it was very funny. I just thought like for Dracula to call himself that, perfect. But mm-hmm. so so he gets the letter from Dracula and he he's going to leave this inn and the innkeeper's wife is like a little bit nervous and she tells him, oh, it's St. George's Day. That's the day when all the evils on earth are roaming the earth. So don't travel today if you can help it. And he's like, nah, sorry, I got to go visit Dracula. And she gives him a crucifix and he he writes like, yeah. Ugh, you know, Catholics, but she really wanted me to have it. So I accepted it. Yeah. And they're, I think, in Hungary at this point, right? He's in Budapest and he's on his way to Transylvania. I think he's in Bistritz. He's somewhere that's not England. He's like part of the way there. So every time he tells somebody local, yep, I'm on my way to go see my friend D, they <laughs> freak out, and but they won't ever tell him anything. And I'm just like, why? Why not? Yeah. 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 <laughs> because they'll. it says, uh, yeah, the, the innkeeper's wife just, it says, uh, he and his wife crossed themselves and saying that they knew nothing at all, simply refused to speak further. Mm-hmm. And Jonathan Harker is like, that seems normal. Yeah. Typical <laughs> like he doesn't see any signs. Eastern suspicion and superstition and whatever. They're just provincials when he like gets in this coach all of the passengers when they find out he's off to visit his friend d they all like use these signs and he's like what is that and someone says oh they're it's to ward off the evil eye and he's like well you know country folk (laughs) yeah and also he doesn't really speak their language so he's just like i wonder what they're saying seems like they're terrified but who knows it could be anything yeah he's like i i managed to look up a couple words in my dictionary and they were talking about werewolves and vampires and stuff and hell and, and witches and yeah. Satan. Yeah. Oh, well. <laughs> and then he makes a note that says, oh, I got to ask the Count about that. I bet he knows a lot about these things. <laughs> like the superstition. Yeah. Note, ask Dracula about vampires later. <laughs> <laughs> That's literally what it says. And then another time it says, yeah, I'm feeling kind of uncomfortable, whether it's because of all these people crossing themselves when I say I'm going to Dracula's castle or whether because of the paprika. I don't know. <laughs> it I, it might be one. the paprika. <laughs> Got to eat more paprika, though. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, he's a scientist, Theo. That's why he has to keep one of the metrics constant, and that's his ingestion of paprika. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> he ends his uh, his segment on St. George's Day. If this book should ever reach Mina before I do, let it bring my goodbye. Here comes the coach. <laughs> What a weirdo. Okay, but you know, every every time on the podcast, one of us tells some story. If I was coming every week telling stories like this, you guys wouldn't think anything of it. Stories like right? what? Like I ate a lot of paprika, people use the sign of the cross against me. Yeah, they said there was an evil eye and uh, my friend Dracul was a vampire. <laughs> he told me he wants to suck my blood. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, it's not even that he doesn't believe them. It's that he just thinks like, oh, they're all acting terrified, but I have no idea why. You know, like he right. doesn't think anything about it. Mm. I mean, part of it is that he's sort of a metaphor. Jonathan is supposed to be, he's the modern, enlightened Victorian man. He believes in science. Science, you know, he doesn't care about superstition. And then he's contrasting with these people who are like almost medieval in the way that they live their lives. Oh my I gosh. mean, yeah. So that's why he's like so dense is that he's more of a metaphor than a person. Mm-hmm. But um, so they he's like in this 
carriage, and he's supposed to meet Dracula's coachman at the Borgo Pass. And when he arrives, the coachman is like, he looks around and he's like, oh, he's not here. Guess I got to take you on to the next town right away. (laughs) And they start to drive off. And then Dracula's coachman shows up and he's like, uh, you're an hour early. Why did you get here so early? Hmm, I know everything. (laughs) Yeah, he says, you can't trick me. I know too much. And then he smiles with these really sharp looking teeth Mm -hmm. and these very red lips. And Jonathan goes, huh, all right. I know a lot. (laughs) Seems like a normal thing to say. Yeah. Reminds me of Count Zaroff, right? From the most dangerous game with those sharp little teeth. And it's like, I bet that's where he got that from. Zaroff? I don't think Zaroff got his teeth (laughs) from from Dracula. Dracula. He hunted him, Jackie. (laughs) The most dangerous game is vampire. But it's not just the sharp teeth because Count Zaroff also had like an unusually red tongue or something. Yeah. Seems the same. Maybe it's just a Romanian stereotype or Eastern European stereotype. Oh, yeah. So he's in the coach and all kinds of weird stuff is happening. Oh, also the other passengers, they gave him little presents as well. And he's like, I really didn't want to take them, but they really wanted me to have them. So, okay. So while he's in the coach, they have these weird experiences with wolves and these blue flames. And at one point he thinks he can see through the coachman to the flame beyond. And he's like, that was weird. And then they arrive at Dracula's castle. Yeah, at one point the coachman gets out and I I have no idea. I was very confused. I was as confused as Jonathan Harker during this. (laughs) Did you eat a lot of paprika, Jackie? I think I did. Um, There were, um, yeah, all these wolves that were howling and the horses are terrified. And I was like, okay, well, obviously this is Dracula's coachman and his horses. So like, why are they so scared? Like, shouldn't they be evil horses or something? (laughs) (laughs) They just live really terrible lives. (laughs) just always scared yeah Yeah. and they so they leave or he leaves the coach and then all of a sudden like a ton of wolves surround it and then uh the coachman comes back and like basically waves them all away and jonathan harker is like oh my god we almost got eaten by those wolves good thing this guy waved those wolves away and seems to have some kind of strange power over them he has wolf powers wow (laughs) totally normal yeah can dracula turn into a pack of wolves is that part of one of his powers? He can turn into anything. He's a shapeshifting vampire, right? I don't think he can turn into a pack of them, though. Just one. Sort of seems like it. No, he's not a system. Well, you'll see. <laughs> I'll I'll make note of every time we see a creature that's definitely Dracula, I'll tell you about it. Okay, Theo? Okay. Can we have a sound effect? <laughs> like that kind of thing? Or like... One. One creature Dracula can turn into. <laughs> that will be funny. That's All right, funny. Theo. Okay. Right. So chapter two, it's it's still up until chapter four, it's Jonathan's diaries. So anyway, so chapter two, we meet Dracula. He's a tall, genteel old man. He has white hair. He's clean shaven. He's pale. He has pointy ears, sharp teeth, and a widow's peak. <gasps> a widow's peak? Yes. yes. <laughs> That's the freakiest part. <laughs> <laughs> he also is really good at English, but he has a bit of an accent. And we find out that he's like taught himself English from books. Yeah. I underlined a part mm-hmm. here just to say where I thought it was funny because he wakes up like as they're approaching and uh, he's about to knock on the door and meet Dracula. <laughs> and he thinks, oh, man, all that stuff with the wolves and the flame and the crucifixes and the devil and all that stuff was really weird. And he thinks, what sort of grim adventure am I on? Is this a customary incident in the life of a solicitor's clerk? <laughs> Which is funny on its own. And then he thinks to himself, I'm not a clerk. I passed my exam. I'm a full-blown solicitor. Man up. Yeah. <laughs> 
he also there's a point when dracula leans in and jonathan is like i drew back perhaps it was in terror but maybe subconsciously i noticed that he had bad breath (laughs) (laughs) and it's just very funny he like dracula is always giving him food and being like oh you know i ate earlier or like oh i had a really big lunch and i don't eat dinner so you eat it all yourself like it's late at (laughs) night so all my all my servants are gone that's why you'll notice there's no one else here yeah right he buys it hook line and sinker he really does so dracula and jonathan for most of the chapter i wrote in my notes is just bros being bros like they're hanging out can we just call them drac and yeah, john drac and john they're hanging out like drake and josh <laughs> they're having a good time they're having well one of them is having a delicious dinner and John tells Drac, hey, I brought you a wonderful manner that fits all your specifications, and it's called Carfax. What? Yeah. Just like the company that tells you facts about your car. <laughs> what? Spelled the same. <laughs> yeah, it's named after something else, but obviously- um, It means the devil. <laughs> Bra- yeah. <laughs> Bram Stoker didn't know at the time that there was going to be a Carfax website. <laughs> <laughs> so actually, Carfax, the website, you think it's about- facts about cars but it's actually named after dracula's london estate i remember thinking that was when i read lord of the rings and the and gandalf's horse's shadow facts i was like why does it have facts on the end he didn't know about fax machines or anything but it's just like an old english yeah. thing so carfax had no idea they didn't make the connection that it was about facts about cars yeah that's what you're saying that's true <laughs> yeah they didn't even they didn't even don't make the tell connection. them that's a good <laughs> it's a societal secret yeah <laughs> or like the the previous person who had the url was dracula correct he tells him carfax is an isolated manor and the only things close by are a church and a lunatic asylum and dracula says fantastic just what i wanted yeah he says well how did you how did you come to pick this estate for me like what 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 about this estate made you think i would like it and that's what he responds which is weird <laughs> like why did he say that he says well i thought you would like it because it's abandoned and old and it's uh got a lunatic asylum really nearby it yep. it's very straggling and uh it's run down yeah you know, there's nothing else around it yeah when they're talking we learn that dracula he doesn't like peasants he really looks down on them and he also doesn't want an accent because he says look it doesn't matter if i'm good at speaking english if i have this accent and i go to england people are going to kind of look down on me so i want to totally get rid of it i have to say other than hating peasants i thought that i thought dracula was honestly pretty cute oh well also he's like he's a weeb for england like he's obsessed with england which is kind of weird but of course jonathan is like you love england of course i love (laughs) england England a fellow (laughs) rational man But it's honestly kind of cute. Like, Jonathan's looking around and he's like, oh, he has, like, maps of England and he has, like, books about England and he's histories and, like, oh, he doesn't want to have an accent. He's really, really cute. Relatable. (laughs) But, of course, it's the middle of the night when they're doing all this. Right. And things finally take a turn when, at one point, so Jonathan has noticed there are no mirrors, but he has a little mirror he uses for shaving. And one time he's shaving and looking in the mirror and Dracula startles him and just appears and Jonathan's like, I didn't see him in that mirror. And then he cuts himself on accident because he's so startled. And Dracula freaks out and he's like, goes to grab him. And then he's like, don't bleed in this house. And then takes the mirror and throws it out the tower window. And Jonathan's like, that was kind of weird. And then he leaves the room and kind of walks around and tries some doors and windows and everything is locked. And he's like, oh, gosh, I'm a prisoner. (laughs) So I drew every time I thought something was funny, I drew a little drop, like a drop of blood. And I drew I drew three blood drops here because I thought it was so extra funny. 
So he cuts himself. Dracula says, take care how you cut yourself. <laughs> like, you can cut yourself, but just, like, be really careful about it. Do a better job next time. So then he takes the mirror, throws it, and it shatters in a million pieces. And Jonathan says, this is really annoying because I don't see how I'm supposed to shave. Mm-hmm. That's his only thought about this interaction. Yeah. He's not like, uh, wait a second. Did he not appear in that? But, okay. The part I think is so funny is that the chapter ends with him being like, this guy freaks out at blood he has no reflection and i'm literally he says like i'm a prisoner in this house chapter three he's still hanging out with dracula like they're still like buddy buddy (laughs) well he hasn't signed the papers yet okay he's there to he's a full-blown solicitor he's not a clerk anymore (laughs) gotta get the job done so okay so they keep hanging out in chapter three and dracula is like asking about england and bragging about his really cool ancestors and then he makes like he pressures jonathan into writing a letter to his mentor and another one to his fiance saying that he'll stay another month. And Jonathan's like, well, you know, yeah, I guess I haven't totally closed the sale, so I can stay another month. That seems fine. So then Dracula tells him, don't fall asleep in this house anywhere that is outside of your room. And Jonathan's like, uh, okay. And then takes the crucifix and hangs <laughs> it over his bed and is like, oh, for some reason that's kind of comforting to me. Yeah. So he's noticing all these little things like the fact that every time he eats, there's no one to serve the food. And he's like, oh, is Drac making all this stuff himself? Which I was like, okay, that's actually kind of nice. It's like the Count got, <laughs> what is his name? The one from The Most Dangerous Game where we talked about his servants. Zara. Yeah. yeah. Literally the same. Like, oh, who made that stuff? If that's true, that Drac is roasting a nice chicken and like making all like cutting up little cheese plates that is cute he's like i don't remember what food tastes like but i feel like this will be really yummy yeah he somehow did a great job it's like when you have covid and you can't taste and you just really knock it out of the park anyway where's the paprika the other thing that's relatable about dracula is that he like really hates the habsburgs and the romanovs he's like those upstarts (laughs) my family's way better way older than that oh the other thing he notices is that um He's like, well, wait a second. If he doesn't have any staff, then that means the guy who drove the coach was Dracula. And he freaks out about this for some reason. And he's like, holy shit, that means he can control wolves. I'm in trouble. And I'm like, that is what concerns you? He already thought Dracula's employee could control wolves. <laughs> Literally, that's what I thought, too. I was like... This isn't really proof that that was actually Dracula. Right. No. Like, the coachman could be outside. <laughs> Why does it matter? Like, one of them can do it, and clearly, like, he works for the other guy. So, yeah. wow. so he says to himself, "I." he says, now, look, I think that I'm noticing all of these things, but I understand, because I'm rational, that it could just be that my fear is leading me to perceive things that are not true. So I'm going to write down in my diary only facts so that I know that I am telling the exact true story. He says, I know I am either being deceived like a baby by my own fears or else I'm in real trouble. (laughs) Okay. So this is the part where he finally freaks out. He looks out the window and he sees Dracula like climbing down the vertical wall like a lizard. Head first. And he goes, what manner of man is this? Or what manner of creature is it in the semblance of a man? And then the next day in his diary, he goes, once more, have I seen the count go out in his lizard fashion? (laughs) (laughs) And I mean, to be fair, like this... 
this is silly sounding, but like the the writing genuinely is very creepy. I think like if I saw that, I'd I'd be like, oh be shit! Like, typical lizarding again, slithering around as you. He just yeah. like he adjusts to it so quickly. <laughs> well, I'm just proud of him for finally thinking something other than like, okay, well, I am in Eastern Europe, so maybe people do yeah. climb down the wall head first. <laughs> and he even says like his toes and his fingers are gripping the stones, and it says like the mortar between the stones has been worn away from like how many times he must have done this oh. that man's got some grippy but toes. why does he do that like it's his house yeah just go out the door unlock the door <laughs> can't he also just turn into a bat and just fly out yeah yeah he could literally just fly why is he doing that unless he wants to freak I out john he does. <laughs> so jonathan does something really stupid which is that he disobeys dracula and he kind of forces his way into a <laughs> locked room and falls asleep but luckily for him three mega hotties appear they're like very voluptuous they all have different colors oh. of hair they have really red lips and they're like wiggling around and he's horned up like He's really feeling it. This is like some of the most like overtly and implicitly like erotic writing of this time period, I think. It's really erotic. Yeah. And so he's like watching the women and he talks about how he's he's like scared, but he's into it. And then one of them comes up to him and she puts her lips on his neck. And then all of a sudden Dracula appears and is like, you can kiss him when I'm done with him. Yeah. He says, tonight is mine. Tomorrow is yours. And Dracula's furious, by the way. He's like, get away from him. Yeah. He is mine. Boy's I mine. need him. You can have him later. And then he hands them a sack full of child. Yeah. <laughs> he gives them something yeah. else. It's kind of like in The Lion King where the hyenas are like, what about us? And then Scar's like, here, this kid. have a haunch of zebra. <laughs> yeah. Nice. But um, this is a point at which um, in the life of Bram Stoker, he had said that he thought that this book would be banned in America because of this scene or specifically that one line where Dracula says, tonight he's mine, tomorrow he's yours because that implies that that would be a man sucking another man's blood and that oh. oh no sorry not banned in America I think he was saying it would have gone over better in America than it would be here blood Theo blood you can't start sentences like that well this is how this is why it's like it's obviously very suggestive you have to say a man sucking the blood of another man that's how you have to say <laughs> what he says is I promise you that when I am done with him you shall kiss him at your will. Ooh. Ew. <laughs> but the scene where like she's putting her lips on him, it like it doesn't just say like, oh, she put her lips to my throat and then Dracula came in. It's like a long paragraph about like her tongue and then like the tingling and then her breath and, and like how he's his heart is beating while he waits and yeah, it's like yeah. it's erotic. Yeah, but like you can't get a sense that like she's about to bite you? No. I guess he kind of wants it to happen. He probably barely even knows kissing is an option. What do you mean? <laughs> He's a major virgin. And he definitely doesn't know sucking another man's blood is an option. Does not know that. Whoa. So, But isn't that funny? Bram Stoker was like, this line is going to fuck up everything for this book. <laughs> but it has to be there. It's funny that he thought Americans were gayer than the British. It's because of, uh, well, I'll, I'll, when I go into his bio, I'll tell you more. Yeah, leave something to the imagination. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so the next next chapter is the last we get of Jonathan's journal. So he wakes up in his own bed and of course he's like, wow, I guess it could have been a dream. <laughs> so at this point it is it's May 19th and Dracula tells him, I need you to write three letters dated June 12th, June 19th and June 29th 
and address them to your mentor and fiance and talk about like, oh, I'm getting ready to go. Oh, we're leaving soon. Oh, I'm on the road now. And Jonathan is like, okay, I'm definitely dead. Like now I know the date that I'm going to be killed. (laughs) But I'm like, what do you mean you know the date you're going to be killed? As soon as you're done with the letters, he could kill you. Yeah. Yeah, Like why would you assume he's going to kill you? (laughs) <laughs> after the letter that is a lapse in judgment yeah he's like oh the, the date of the last letter is june 29th so i know i'm gonna die on june 29th and it's the like, thing is like he was right about dracula's plan but like why was he right no that's i agree he easily could have just killed him like right then yeah also are people really gonna notice handwriting all that different like just you really gotta go to all these lengths I, they probably will because they keep each other's letters oh that is true so they could compare them but don't you think couldn't dracula just transform into him or his hand at least and have the same hand, right? Just transform his hand, yeah. No, transform into his hand. Just <laughs> all he is is a hand. I don't know. I mean, I guess this is different because if one of you wrote me a letter now, I would have no idea if it's your true handwriting or you not. You know, one of my friends, Jordan, in fact, we have the same handwriting, which I found out because when we were working together in Korea, she wrote a note and I saw it and I was like, I don't remember writing this. And then I found out it was her. Oh, Ooh. like me and Thu. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I guess. You know, if you put that on Reddit, people would tell you to check your carbon monoxide detectors. Why? There, I won't go into detail, but there's like a famous Reddit post where someone says like, there's all these notes in my own handwriting that are being left mm. around and I don't remember writing them and I'm really scared. And it turns out he's been carbon mm-hmm. monoxide poisoned and he kept forgetting. <laughs> anyway. I mean, I'm glad huh. they caught it. Okay. So, so lately a bunch of like Romani guys have been showing up. Which he, of course, doesn't call them that. But. Yeah, but but we can use the correct term. Yeah. So Jonathan, he gives a letter to one of these dudes and he gives him a gold piece. And he's like thinking, I think I've communicated with him that he should mail this letter for me. But then that night, Dracula shows up and he's like, hmm, I found this letter and it's not signed with your name. So who knows who it's from? I'm going to burn it right now. And also, I'm mad at you. That's a little passive aggressive. (laughs) And then more Romani guys arrive and they've got these wooden boxes. And Jonathan's like, I don't know about that. So then he's like, he realizes that Dracula has been stealing his clothes and slithering around. And one time... (laughs) This is too far. (laughs) Slithering in my clothes. These clothes are not meant for slithering. (laughs) No, they're going to think I'm slithering. That's what he says. He he sees him slithering around with a sack and he's like oh my gosh this guy is framing me (laughs) he's like everybody's gonna think i'm a freak (laughs) so okay so dracula slithers back in and he's holding a sack and then this woman shows up and she's like yelling like give me my child back give me my child back and then all of a sudden a pack of wolves arrives and eats her and jonathan's like oh no That means wolves could eat me. (laughs) Well, he says, I don't feel bad for her because I know what's going to happen to her child and she's better off being dead than figuring that out. You can still feel bad for her, though. Like, that was kind of mean of him. No. I'm just, well, that's what he says. I don't know. So then um, after that, he says, okay, okay, let me think, let me think. He says, now, I just noticed that it's it's always at nighttime Mm -hmm. when I'm in danger or when I'm, like, fearing something. And I have not yet seen the Count in the daylight. Quote, can it be that he sleeps when others wake? What a freak. That he may be awake whilst they sleep? (laughs) Well, yeah. I guess it could be. (laughs) 
because you talked to him all night long without stopping on several occasions. So, like, either he doesn't sleep or he sleeps in the daytime. Mm -hmm. He picks the wrong things to get freaked out about. (laughs) Yeah, he's a weirdo. Yeah. So then he starts exploring the house and he finds a room and he goes in and there's tons of gold in the room. And there's also a box and he opens the box and Dracula's inside. Ah! Oh my god. Yeah, and he's like, oh no. So, some more stuff. Boy, Rachel really didn't give us any suspense on that. She's just like, yeah, and in the box is Dracula. What (laughs) what do you think is going to be in a box in Dracula's house in the daytime? It's going to be Dracula. Well, you didn't describe the box that it was like person sized. Okay. Okay, let's let me try it again. Let me try it again. He goes into a room, he finds a pile of gold, and there's like some dirt in the room too. And on the pile of dirt, there's this box, and it's like, the perfect size for a person for a dracula <laughs> no? no and then he way. starts to lift the lid and he's like who could it be and, and he lifts it a little more and he's like who could it be finally he lifts it more it's and it's dracula okay. yeah <laughs> was that satisfying yeah that was better thank you thank you i mean you're welcome well you should have said and who was it but the devil dragon child himself <laughs> Yeah. Dracul! No, Dracul was his father. Call him Dracula. <laughs> oh, I'm serious. Dr- please. Dracul was my father. I mean, yeah. But in that movie, he yells Dracul. He's yelling about his dad. It's like you yelling Frank. It's like me yelling Frank? Yeah. Frank! Frank! <laughs> so, of course, because it's daytime, Dracula is asleep in his box. And he's, of course, because this is creepy, sleeping with his eyes open. And Jonathan is like, okay, he he doesn't, like, wake up. He's dead. Like, he's dead. He smells dead. He looks dead. Except that his eyes are open and he has this, like, look of unmistakable cruelty on his face. Yeah, this MF is dead. Yeah, he doesn't, like, wake up and say, like, what are you doing? Give me my box lid back. He He just lays there. Wow. So he doesn't wake up. And Jonathan leaves. Yep. But you get the sense that he kind of sees and knows. Yeah, potentially. I would kill him right then. Well, we'll get to it. So we're going to skip a little bit. But so it's June 29th and Dracula tells Jonathan, you can leave the next day. And Jonathan's like, I want to leave right now. And Dracula says, go ahead. (laughs) Okay, go ahead. So he opens the door and goes out. And a bunch of wolves show up and Jonathan's like, oh, okay, you got me. So he goes back in. (laughs) So then that day he goes back to the sleeping Dracula and he's like, he picks up a shovel and he's like, I'm going to kill this guy with a shovel. But he also notices that Dracula is like looking younger and he has some blood oozing out of him. But so he picks up the shovel and he's like, he wants to hit him with it. But then Dracula's head turns a little bit and Jonathan is like freaked out and the shovel just bounces off Dracula's forehead and just leaves a small wound. But just like try it again, like do it again and cut his head off. You know, why did you stop? Well, you know, that's not how you kill vampires. So wouldn't have worked. I mean, actually cutting the heads off is one of the ways of killing vampires in mythology no because then they can just transform into a vampire that doesn't have a head normally (laughs) oh shit and now we're back to sleepy hollow (laughs) do you would you rather date dracula with no head or the head of dracula with no body the head is the part that bites you Uh so maybe the headless body and it has bad breath too which is worse but which one would you rather hang out with the head yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> fuck um, Mary Kill, Dracula's head, Dracula's body, or Jonathan. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anyway, so Jonathan, he thinks to himself, like, 
And I thought this quote was so funny. He goes, I'm going to take some of the gold with me, lest I want it later. <laughs> He's like, I have to get, I'm going to take some gold with me because it would be terrible if later on I was like, I wish I had some gold. Yeah. Well, like that guy stole all my clothes. so I'm going to have to buy something else. Like, <laughs> what am I supposed to do? Walk around in his weird clothes? <laughs> well, what he thinks to himself is, you know, if Dracula can just slither around outside the castle, I'll give it a try and maybe I'll die, but whatever. At least it'll be an honest death rather than whatever Dracula's got in store. The level of thought that went into this is exactly the same as any two-year-old that was like, yeah, on the TV, they fly, I'm gonna jump on the couch. Yeah. You know, like that's literally the- Maybe Dracula can do it. <laughs> I could probably Maybe do it too. <laughs> yeah. Wait, he's gonna slither down the building like Dracula does? Yeah. <laughs> Face first? I hope he does it foot first. But what about the wolves? <laughs> well, like, Dracula's asleep. It's daytime, so I guess he can't deal with the wolves. Oh, for one thing, also, he's like, if I stay in the castle, those awful women are gonna be here. And like, Mina's awesome and they suck. They're devils of the pit compared to my fiance. Wow. Yeah. He says, I'm not going to wait around because I'm afraid I'm going to see those weird sisters again. I don't want to see them. Like, seriously, I do not want them to yeah. press their sumptuous lips to my neck again. I did not like how hot they were. Don't yeah. want that anymore. <laughs> it was bad. But my fiance never sucks my blood. She's yeah. never sucked a man's blood before. <laughs> okay. So he says, like, I shall try to scale the castle wall farther than I have yet attempted. I shall take some of the gold with me, lest I want it later. I may find a way from this dreadful place and then away for home, blah, blah, blah. That's all he says. Oh, he says, at least God's mercy is better than that of these monsters. And the precipice is steep and high. At its foot, a man may sleep as a man. Goodbye, all. Mina! And that's the end. <laughs> I like imagining that he yells, Mina! He's like, well, he doesn't jump. He lizards his way down. I know he doesn't. But if he had, he would have yelled, Mina! Yeah, he really would Slither have. like a lizard, sleep like a man. That's the <laughs> yeah. rules I live by. Float like a butterfly, sting like a bee. Yeah. <laughs> Yell Mina like Geronimo. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, everyone. I hope you enjoyed the beginning of this episode, and I hope you enjoy everything that comes after this as well. I just want to jump in right here to tell you that we have a Patreon. So if you've got a few gold coins lying around in your dungeon, why don't you head on over to patreon.com slash firethecanon and figure out exactly how you want to pay us those gold coins. If you select a tier of $3 or more per month, you get access to all of our bonus content. So that's all of our bonus episodes, which some of them are pretty darn funny. There's one where we talk about whether Shakespeare was actually not really the guy who wrote all of those plays. Spoiler, we give our opinion about whether or not he was. And once you're done with that, please leave us a review and rating on Apple Podcasts. Give it one, two, three, four, five stars. And one other thing is that we did want to thank a new patron this week. Thank you so much to Yay! Randall. Yay, Yay Randall. Randall. I don't know if you go by Randy or Randall or Rand or Andal or Doll or whatever permutation of your name, but mm -hmm. we are so happy that you listen and you wrote us a very, very kind um, message through our website about how <laughs> it's so important to you that you stay awake on your drive to work and you listen to us to stay awake. So Randall, from the bottom of my heart, it's very important to me that you stay awake as well. And oh, this is where Theo said he was going to insert an alarm clock sound. Wake up, Randall. Randall. Wake up. Wake up. <laughs> this is your wake up call. You listening? Okay. There you go.
Thank you, Randall. It's really um, awesome to hear from you. And thank you for joining our Facebook group as well. Um, Gave you a little welcome post. So if you want to be like Randall, join our Patreon, write us a message, join our group. He just did like the trifecta of really Mm -hmm. cool things. So thank you, Randall. We really appreciate it. And uh, back to Theo. Okay, back to the episode. (laughs) Yeah. So, Theo, I hate to tell you this, but there's a lot more characters that you're going to have to meet. Like, you've only met two so far. You're about to meet, like, six of them. So we kind of go back in time a little, and we have letters between Mina and Lucy. And they're best friends, and they've got their own separate romantic lives. Mina is Jonathan's fiance she's a school teacher and her best friend is lucy westenra and lucy has three suitors she has a standard rich british guy named arthur holmwood a doctor who works at a lunatic asylum named dr john seward and a cowboy named quincy morris and the cowboy always uses a lot of american slang that's the one i said that i don't think he got i don't think he got that slang no, right he did at not. all like it's really bad yeah so yeah. so in one day all three of those guys proposed to lucy and at one point she's like uh, oh i wish i could just why can't a woman just marry three men or at least marry as many men as want to marry her that would be great but she picks arthur <laughs> she's the modern woman just very quickly i'll say this is how the, the Texan proposes to her. Miss Lucy, I know I ain't good enough to regulate the fixings of your little shoes, but I guess if you wait till you find a man that is, you will go join them seven young women with the lamps when you quit. Won't you just hitch up alongside of me and let us go down the long road together driving in double harness? Wow. <laughs> That's how cowboys always like just use puns about being a cowboy in there. <laughs> Lucy did say, like, I don't think that he uses, he doesn't use slang all the time, but he knows that I really like it. So, so we've been, he's been using slang around me. <laughs> and she's like, I have never used slang before. I wonder if Arthur will let me once we get married. <laughs> so John Seward, the doctor, he's sad that Lucy turned him down, but luckily... <laughs> He has a fascinating lunatic named Renfield to think about. And Quincy Morris. Sorry, just one other thing from the Texan. Yeah. This is after she turns him down. Little girl, I hold your hand and you've kissed me. And if these things don't make us friends, nothing ever will. <laughs> that's, that's how you make friends. You hold right? hands <laughs> and kiss. Yeah. Quincy, he takes it well yeah. and he writes a nice letter to Arthur because for some reason all three of those guys are good friends. And they all wanted to get the same one. Yeah, and none of them knew that they were all going to propose that day. Yeah. Wow. Like they did that separately. So, okay, the next chapter we have, Mina, we start with Mina's journal. So Mina and Lucy are hanging out together and they've gone on vacation to the small town of Whitby. And they sort of make friends with an old man named Mr. Seward who tells them some stuff about the town and he scoffs at all the spooky tales people know about. Uh, it's not Mr. Seward. Just Is it uh, not? that's the doctor. No, it's uh, it's Doctor Seward. He spent a long time getting Swales. Swales. Yeah, that's what it was. Sorry, there's oh. too many similar letters in the names. Okay, Mr. Swales. Mm-hmm. And he tells him, like, oh, by the way, most of the graves in our town are empty because people always die at sea. So we learn that Mina hasn't heard from Jonathan in a month. And then we switch to Seward, the actual Seward's diary, which he keeps on a (laughs) phonograph. And he talks about how his patient Renfield has been having a fun time with creatures, meaning he's been using sugar to lure flies, which he eats, but then he's also like luring flies and then using the flies to lure spiders and then using those spiders to lure sparrows. And he's like some eating some of them. And then he also 
asks if he can have a cat. Oh, he's the little old lady. <laughs> yeah, he would have he would have done great at the PetSmart where all the crickets got loose. Like that, they needed this guy. Wow. <laughs> they needed Renfrew. He understands Renfrew. the food chain. Yeah. So Seward is like, this guy, he's a zoophagus <laughs> maniac. He thinks that if you eat something that's eaten a lot of other somethings, you get a lot of power. And he just wants a cat so he can feed the sparrows to it and then eat the cat. But he like won't give the guy a cat. Yeah, he won't give him a cat. And he says when he tells the guy, I'm not I'm probably not going to be able to get you a cat. Quote, his face fell and I could see a warning of danger in it for there was a sudden fierce sidelong look, which meant killing. Yeah. And then the guy eats all the <laughs> sparrows, basically. I could tell he was mad because his look said it was it was going to kill me. Yeah, that's how you know. Yeah. Back to Mina. She's still worried about Jonathan. And now... Lucy started sleepwalking. And also Mr. Sw- Mr. Swale says, oh, by the way, uh, I'm probably going to die soon. And then the two of them see a ship that's sort of aimlessly drifting offshore. And Swales is like, it's probably Russian. And I'm sure you'll hear some more about it in the newspaper tomorrow. And that's that. So the next chapter, we do hear about it in the newspaper. We get some newspaper clippings. We find out the ship is called the Demeter. And when it comes into port, we find out that, uh, so first of all, there's a storm coming, but they go on the ship and there's no crew at all. The captain is dead and he's holding a crucifix and tied to the wheel of the ship. And like the ties have cut him to the bone at his wrists. And when the ship pulls up. Odysseus. Odysseus. When the ship pulls up, a large dog, Dracula (laughs) alert, jumps off the ship and runs into the woods. And they find out that the ship, all it has for cargo is a bunch of dirt. And it's supposed to be delivered to a local Whitby solicitor. Now, this is based on a real event from the life of <laughs> Bram Stoker. He turned into a dog once. There there was a ship that um, came into the town of Whitby that was uh, carrying a bunch of, like, silver sand, which is something that they oftentimes used in, like, making construction things. Like, they would mix it and basically make, like, a cement out of it. Uh-huh. So it was carrying basically a bunch of dirt, and most of the crew had died. Oh. And a big black dog came off of it. Really? So, like, all that stuff was, like, true. Yeah. Whoa. Wow. <laughs> yeah. And in Dracula, um, all the townspeople are like, oh, I wish we could find that dog. We'd like to adopt it. You know, they're all just so sweet. (laughs) So most of this chapter is taken up with what, in my opinion, is like the spookiest thing so far, which is the captain's log. And everyone's like, this dude's a maniac. And we read the log and it's like, it is spooky. oh, you know, I, I got this dirt on and all of a sudden, like the men are getting freaked out. One of them disappears. Another one says he saw a man on the ship and then they start disappearing. And then one of the like my best man is like, oh, I know what this is. And then jumps overboard to drown himself. And I see the man again. And he says, at least I'm going to drown in the sea like a man. Kind of like Jonathan just said about like falling down a cliff like a, lizard. Like a man. <laughs> and, yeah. yeah, like a lizard man. So, like, they searched the ship, they couldn't find anything, but people keep disappearing, and it comes to a point where there's so few of them that if they were to lower the sails, they would not be able to get them back up yeah. again. So they can't lower the sails, which means they just have to drift wherever the wind takes them. Oh, and my it's gosh. it's very stormy all the time. Here's the thing. So the captain is, like, at some point he says, basically, like, I'm not going to give him the satisfaction. I'm going to tie, like, I'm going to lash myself to the wheel, and he holds his crucifix, whatever, and I'm like... 
dude, he probably wants to go to land. Like, if you had just not done that, maybe Dracula would have been drifting at sea forever. But also, why couldn't Dracula control himself a little better than that? Like, he could have just turned into a bat and flew to England, right? Like, they were right there by the cliffs of Dover. Or a dolphin. Or, he, or a dolphin. Ah! Isn't that terrifying to think of a dolphin with vampire teeth? <laughs> yeah, it, it really is. is, actually. I think it's something... So, running water is supposed to prevent vampires from crossing the reason he was able to do it is because of bringing all the grave dirt with him from romania yeah so that's why he couldn't just fly to england oh you're right okay but so yeah don't kill the guy driving the ship until you get there then yeah well don't kill it enough that they can't like just don't be so freaking suspicious it's not that long of a trip wait so the captain <laughs> bound himself to the wheel and then was still turning it to get to land uh, i mean i don't know i think he was just saying like i'm not gonna let this ship show up with nothing on it and no record of what happened so he puts the crucifix on himself because he so he knows whatever it is like can't touch him with this crucifix on him but he dies of like exhaustion or starvation or something before they actually get there right also obviously dracula is causing the storm so like he can control the weather and everything's like mm-hmm. going crazy wow i guess he could just control the wind then if he needed to. So I do want to make a quick little recommendation, which is there is a a Mexican writer named Jose Luis Sarate, and he wrote a version, or I guess it's like Dracula fanfic. It's called The Root of Ice and Salt. And it's just about the trip that these men make from Russia to England. And he like, he says, he talks about it. So it was written in the 90s. And he kind of talks about like what made him come up with it. And he was like, what kind of man would do that, like, would be willing to do this to protect his men? A gay man. The captain must have been gay. I'm going to write this, like, erotic <laughs> gay novella about the captain. Huh. And so I started reading it, and it is good. I don't see any reason why he's a captain doesn't leave a ship. That's just being a captain. Only a gay captain would be so noble. Yeah. But so in the book, the captain, it's, it's pretty good. I haven't finished it, but I would recommend it so far. It's a novella. And it's like very, it's kind of like a cult classic in Mexico and it just got translated and released in the U.S. this past year. I will, uh, I'll give you guys an update uh, once I finish. (laughs) I'm sure I'll be done by the next recording or maybe the one after. So, okay. Or, okay, after the captain's log, we're still in chapter seven. Mina's still really worried about Lucy and their friend Mr. Swales was found with his neck broken and a look of horror on his face. Like, oh, he must have fallen down. (laughs) And he was horrified by it. (laughs) So, okay, so just to give you a sense of time, it's August 10th. We're in Mina's journal. She wakes up to find Lucy missing. She chases out of the house after her and she finds her in a churchyard with a shadowy figure with pale a pale face and red eyes bending over her. And she like runs up, the figure disappears. Mina wraps Lucy in her shawl and leads her home. And when they get back, she finds two small puncture marks in Lucy's neck. And she thinks, oh, I must have pricked her. Yeah, I I put a safety pin on the shawl and I must have pricked her on the neck, gosh. Twice. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So Lucy keeps trying to sleepwalk, but Mina locks the door and like sleeps with the key. And later on, Around sunset one day, Lucy points to a red-eyed man in a graveyard, and Mina's like, oh, it was a trick of the light. <laughs> you know, like, just, hey, there's yeah, one of those. like, oh, that's, it's him, <laughs> or, like, it's the man from before or something. And then later on, yeah. uh, Lucy's, like, looking outside and points, and a giant bat, like, flutters at the window. Theo, Dracula alert. 
Two. Two. <laughs> so the puncture marks on Lucy's neck are getting bigger and she's starting to get weaker. But Mina can't tell Lucy's mom about it because her mom has a heart condition where if she hears something stressful, she might die. And also the mom won't let Lucy know that the mom has a heart condition. <laughs> so they're both keeping their health from each other. Wow. I don't really understand why this had to be in there because that this is not a plot point that matters. Like, yeah. oh, if she had only told the mom, then everything would have been fine. It's like, it still wouldn't have been fine. <laughs> right, that's true. But maybe the mom would have sent them away somewhere. I don't know. So we find out. Yeah, but Lucy's also just, she's getting weirder and weirder. She's like looking yeah. really pale. She's like acting odd. She's She had already been sleepwalking before she was obviously attacked by a vampire, but now she's She's just not doing so good. But then sometimes she looks great, and then other times she looks worse. So the solicitor in Whitby sends the dirt to Carfax. Mina is thinking, like Jackie said, that Lucy's improving, and she gets a letter from a hospital in Budapest that says that Jonathan is there and he has brain fever, so that she should go join him. Like, he's starting to improve. Seward, he is continuing to have a creepy time with Renfield, who keeps escaping and, like, <laughs> talking to and about someone that he calls the master and just saying, like, really creepy things. And also, at one point, he tells the orderlies, like, they thought I was going to attack you. I would never attack you. And Seward thinks, like, why won't you attack me? Does he think I'm like him or something? How, like, I've got to talk to him about this. <laughs> okay, so we're in the final chapter, and we've got some letters between Mina and Lucy. Mina's in Budapest, and Jonathan doesn't remember anything. The nurse, he says he doesn't. The nurse says that he, like, rants and raves about, quote-unquote, unspeakable things, but that she won't break nurse-patient confidentiality. <laughs> I think she's also because she's a nun, you know, Sister Agatha is the one. Right. She's like, I, um, I don't, we can't ever say those things. <laughs> Yeah, it's between him and God, and if a nurse overhears it, I'm not going to tell you. So Jonathan gives Mina his diary and says, like, unless you are compelled by a solemn duty, never talk to me about what is contained within, and let's get married right now. So then they get married right away, and she seals the diary with wax, saying, like, this is a promise between us. I'll never read it unless there's a dire emergency. So, all right. Then they get a congratulatory letter from Lucy. He doesn't remember what's in it. She says, you know what? I trust you. I'm I'm confident that there's no other woman here. Because she asked the nun that. Mm. Like, he shows up stark raving mad, saying he can't remember anything. Clearly very, very ill. sex. And, yeah, and Mina's like... <laughs> Well, do you think there's another woman? And she's like, no, I think. <laughs> the nun says, like, the horrible things he yells about, just to let you know, none of it is stuff that he's done. So don't worry about that. And she's like, oh, okay. <laughs> so Seward is back home, Dr. Seward. He's still dealing with Renfield trying to escape. And now Renfield is mumbling, I can wait, I can wait. And then at one point, he's like wriggling around while they're trying to capture him. And then a giant bat is flying around. And Seward's like, that bat looks like it has a particular place that it's trying to go to. And Renfield calms down and is like, I'll relax. Three. That bat looks like Dracula. Yeah. <laughs> looks yeah. like my old pal Dracula. Transylvania you. Oh, Drac, we used to get up to some stuff. <sighs> we really did. So Lucy decides to start her own diary, and she writes that she's been having bad dreams lately and something's been scratching at her window. And at this point, she is, like, so sickly that her fiancé, Arthur, 
who we don't like. The other two guys are way more interesting. He asks Dr. Seward to examine Lucy for him. And he's like, I know it's going to be a problem, but like, you got to do it for Lucy. Like, I know you're like deeply in love with her and she rejected yeah. you, but like, it's come on, her. man. Like, yeah, do it she's for sick. Her. Just be professional. L- yeah. Seward obviously was going to do it. There's like, Arthur laid it on a little too thick, you know, being like, you've got to. <laughs> he would have. <laughs> so Seward <laughs> examines her and he's like, look, here's the thing. Her body is perfectly healthy. It has to be a mental problem. But I am not equipped to figure out what's wrong. So I'm going to call in my former teacher. Do you know who it is, Theo? Don't say it, Jackie. Dr. Acula. No, not Dr. <laughs> Acula. A different doctor. Um, An iconic man. Dr. Jekyll. Doctor. An iconic man who handles vampires. Dr. Van Helsing. Oh, okay. He's a doctor. <laughs> and when I saw Dr. Van Helsing, or I was listening to that, he's, yeah, he's a doctor and a professor. When I was listening to that chapter on audiobook and he was like, I'm bringing in my mentor, Dr. Van Helsing. I literally went, woohoo! <laughs> it's like in a Marvel movie when they tease a new character. Played by Anthony Hopkins. Is that who plays him? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Also, there's um tons of talk about like, well, okay, Dr. Seward's gonna go see her and then he's gonna probably see her again and then we bring in van helsing and then van helsing is gonna need to see her again and there's all this like talk about like how do we stop her mom from knowing what's going on it's like fuck who cares like (laughs) well the funny thing is so he writes to van helsing who's in amsterdam and he says he would do anything for me for a personal reason (laughs) and then he we immediately get a letter from it says letter abraham van helsing md dph d lit etc (laughs) etc and he says to him i have to find the exact thing but he was like tell your friend tell you i bet you're gonna say this yeah yeah. tell your friend that when that time you suck from my wound so swiftly the poison of the gangrene from that knife that our other friend too nervous let slip you did more for him when he wants my aids and you call for him than all his great fortune could do yeah so basically like remember when someone accidentally stabbed me and you sucked the poison out of my that's why i'm gonna help you now so van helsing (laughs) comes there's a lot of sucking (laughs) men sucking things out of other men so van helsing shows up he checks out lucy and then he immediately is like keep me updated on how she does and goes back to amsterdam and then he's like look she's healthy And her blood is fine, but she's lost a lot of blood. And then Seward tells Arthur, he's like, look, I know it seems like he didn't do anything, but his marvelous brain is thinking about Lucy and how to solve the problem. Mm. So we're back to Renfield. He's catching a lot of flies again, and then suddenly he throws all his flies away. So now we're back to Lucy. She starts to improve, and then suddenly (laughs) on September 6th, she's worse again, and Seward writes to Van Helsing urgently, and he's like, you need to come back right now. And that's the end of chapter nine, so that's a pretty good cliffhanger. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So Lucy's got four guys going after her. Yeah. Well, what about Dracula? <laughs> five, yeah. Well, five if you count Dracula. Oh, that's what I meant. Who's the fourth? Van Helsing. Van Helsing? I thought. But he's not in. I was just talking about Dracula. Is Van Helsing also into her? Oh, then yeah, she has four guys going after her. Van Helsing does say something kind of funny to her, which is um, when he first gets called in, he says, now look, Lucy, like, uh, we all know this guy, Dr. Seward over here. He doesn't really understand young ladies like I do. So how about you and I just take a walk together and you can tell me all those things that you don't really want to tell him about because I understand I'm down with the lingo. Yeah. So they do and go walk together and that's how she he like yeah. talks to her, I guess. But I don't know why he had to say all that. He could have just said, I'm going to examine you by myself. The funny thing about Van Helsing is that you think of him maybe in your mind as more of like a jock hunting vampires, but he's a nerd. He's like a dweeby nerd. Yeah, really. 
I don't know. I'm just picturing that guy, Jack. Jack. And like. Jonathan? What is it? John. John. <laughs> picturing that guy, John, from Jackie's story. And I'm just thinking like, he's with some other person, then he just like sneakily bites your neck and then like. And then he winks like. Winks, yeah. You're welcome. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. that seems to be his move, right? Dracula? Yeah, I guess. Yeah, Dracula's move is to bite. Yeah. Well. Thanks for joining us for this spooktacular time. We're happy it's October, and we are excited to read our way through Dracula we with you to all. Suck your we, blood. we want to suck your blood, <laughs> and we will be breaking it up into two more episodes. So, if you want to read along with us, go ahead and read the next nine chapters for next week's release, and you will be all caught up. If we survive that long, Whoa. which is not guaranteed to any of us, yeah. Have a nice week. See you next fall. <laughs> Have a nice week. See you next fall. <laughs> yeah. Well, we we weren't in sync at All that right. time. We were the Backstreet Boys. <laughs> Theo always okay. Shakes his head. <laughs> um, if you would like to keep up with us, you can find our social media basically anywhere that we have it. We're at Fire the Cannon Pod, and nowhere that we don't have it. So don't try. Correct. We've got a couple Facebook groups. Just look up Fire the Cannon Podcast. We have an announcements page and a discussion group, and you can email us at firethecannonpod at gmail.com. We've got a website, firethecannonpod.com. Also, if you would like to support us, you can tell your friends about us. You can leave us a rating or review on Apple Podcasts or on Spotify. And you can also support us on patreon.com slash firethecannon. We've got all kinds of tiers starting at $3 plus and you can get access to all sorts of things. The biggest draw is probably our bonus episodes, but we've also got, you know, stickers galore. You can vote on upcoming books, et cetera, et cetera. Stickers start at, what is it, $5 a month, right? I and we've so. got like some actually really nice stickers. Yeah, we have a lot of them. So we'd love to send some of those out to you guys. Mm-hmm. And we're just really appreciative of you all. And yep. thank you. Bye. Bye. Bye.